Hey guys, before we get to the show, Johnny and I wanted to take a second to let you know about one of our favorite restaurants and bars right here in Chico, and that's The Handlebar. If you've never been, it's an awesome restaurant, gastropub-style food with over 20 taps of beer, and seven days a week, they have a happy hour from 2 to 6 p.m. where you can get a dollar off all their draft beers. Again, that's every single day. They're open from 11 to 11, but from 2 to 6, you can get a dollar off any other draft beers for their happy hour, and it doesn't hurt that they happen to be great folks that also support this podcast. Once again, that's The Handlebar right here in Chico at 2070 East 20th Street. So check them out. Why don't we begin? This is Fresh Hop Cinema. What is happening, you wide, beautiful world of podcast listening, beer drinking, movie watching, beautiful Moops. people? This uh. is Johnny Summers coming at you live and direct on Facebook and not so live on iTunes. Who's yet? My, <laughs> my name is Max Minardi. Hello. Hi. Twas, twas, twas has been a day. Twas been. Twas been a day. It's Friday. Yep. It's mm-hmm. rainy. Yep. We've both had long days. Yep. Yours better than mine. Yep. You're drinking a Four loco. I can say this all day long. Yep. Yep. It's yep. Ra- it's raining. <clears throat> it is raining. It's beautiful. We're in your garage. Yes. Things have happened, man. Yeah, it's been a good day. Um, If you've never heard the show before, we talk about craft, beer, and movies, and we typically break our show into three parts. That's right. A first, second, and third act, as we like to call it. We talk about a movie once a week, and you don't have to worry about spoilers if you haven't seen that movie until the third segment called The Danger Zone. Danger Zone. So if you see the episode and you're like, Red Sparrow, that's cool, but I don't want to listen because I haven't seen that movie. Don't even sweat it. Forget it, because that doesn't happen till later. Did you just <clears throat> drop a hot bar? Yeah. Don't I even drop, sweat it. Drop Forget hots. it. Yeah. You know. I'm having an off day. Yeah? So I'm going to start there. Are you? Yeah, I'm just not flowing like usual. It's just been a long day for me. Yeah. As you, you know, we just said that. Well, you should <clears throat> just chickety check yourself. Before. You wreck yourself. I was going to say, before I respect myself. Four loco blasts <clears throat> be bad for your health. Right. Let's, you cover that too. I'll drink some. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's been an off day. So in order to snap himself back to reality, whoops, there goes Max. He's drinking no, a four loco. That's not the case. <clears throat> yeah, I know. He's uh, a raging alcoholic. Sure. That's and he said, I need a Four loco to get through this podcast. I can't even look at you anymore, Johnny. <clears throat> what really happened is, again, if you're new to the show, sometimes, if, no, all the time, if one of us doesn't see the movie, the other, that person has to drink a Four loco as penance. And <laughs> as young Maxwell is swilling <clears throat> a mm-hmm. peach Four loco. It's a new flavor. It's a 12%. It's an so. old flavor. Oh, is it? Yeah. He said it was a new flavor. No, it's new to you. Sure. It's the next uh, step in your purgatory of not seeing movies. Right. But young Maxwell's mm. a very busy human, mm-hmm. so I can't fault him. We mentioned a music video earlier, I think. Or was that on? I think that I know. we were just talking, man. Well, before we started. Also, you're coughing like you've been in a coal mine for so the So I ran today to get here in time to meet Johnny, but he wasn't here in that time either. So we're just, I'm just coughing. It's a weird day. We're all a mess. I'm going to have to get it out at some point, but. I'm feeling <clears> rambunctious. Yeah. Like. Sure. It's kind of a frustrating day at work. I'm good. I'm in the zone. Yeah, you were a terrible driver today. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's what's got me bothered. Should we do hot first? I don't know. Sometimes we do a thing. Let's do our beer first. Let's do our first beer. Oh, okay. Then we'll talk about what's got us hot and bothered. While I fetch this here beer, why don't you describe the intricacies of the Four loco that you are consuming? I was hoping you'd say that. So again, just to be clear, I'm drinking this Four loco because I didn't get to see Red Sparrow this week. Um, I was busy uh, shooting a music video for this band that we're hosting in my garage. And so my consequence is drinking this Four loco, and it tastes like 
if uh, those like candy peach rings, two of them smashed together in a fire and melted into one, but somehow double the sugar got added plus alcohol. And maybe got chewed up a little? Yeah, it's, it's like a little bit of stomach bile kind of taste. It's not good, but I'm a team player and I will drink this. Yeah. Now that you're pouring our first actual beer, what is it? We are drinking a beer called Church. You have to say it like that. Church. Oh, uh, yeah. That's only a little offensive. At, there's so it's there's fine. four U's. <clears throat> there's three U's. Three U's. So it's Church. 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 Who, who makes that beer? This is a beer from a company called Kern River Brewing Company. Mm-hmm. I am a fan of their nectars. They're in Kernville, mm-hmm. California. Are they really in Kernville? Yeah. Is that a place? Yeah. Where's that? Uh, it's near <clears throat> Kernston. Mm-hmm. I'm familiar. Right outside Kernsfield. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But that is in California. No clue where Kernsfield or Kernsville. No, Kernsville. But yeah, this is a beer called Church. Uh, it is a West Coast IPA. They come in a nice brown can. All of, yeah. lot, a lot of their beers are very brown. Yeah. So that's what they're, they, they're beer cans. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Well, their beers too right, are their shades beers, yeah. of brown. Right. Anyways, this beer uh, is a saying that we use out on the river for something truly sublime. For example, Kayaking over the waterfall was church. Oh, really? Yeah, and that's an expression I've used a lot, too. Really? Like when someone says something like super true and resounding. Like preach. Yeah, but instead of preach, you just right. be like, church. Okay, okay. It's fun. It's fun to say. You have to, like, <clears throat> inflect a little. to Church. This beer smells like weed. All right. How do you know what weed smells like, I've sir? smelled the weed before. I've smelled the marijuana. I've smelled so many weeds. It's yeah. crazy. This wonderfully balanced IPA with mosaic, citra, and amarillo hops probably won't absolve all of your sins or even any of them, but we still help you enjoy it. Remember, church is yeah. where you find it. Find yours today. What do you think of church, son? Mm. It's actually super good, man. I like this a lot. What'd you say the ABV was? Mm, I didn't. Oh. Okay. It feels like in the seven range to me. Does it? What is it? 7.6. Look at me. Look, Look at, at me you. go. It's that four loco knowledge. Yeah, it really cleanses the palate of all it's, taste buds. You just feel the alcohol yeah. and you can judge it. It's like this is half the alcohol. I don't know what it tastes like, but it feels like it's burning about a 7.6. This feels like half the alcohols <clears throat> of a four locos alcohols. Yeah, right. No, it's really good. I like this beer a lot. It is pretty danky. It's a pretty hop forward IPA, real sticky. Um very light on the mouthfeel, which is kind of cool. I was expecting something a little bit heavier and more viscous. Oh, it's super light. But I dig this beer a lot. It's light <clears> on the body. What do you know about this brewery? Not much. Mm-hmm. Where'd you get this beer? Spikes. Sweet. Just on a whim? Just picked it out? Yeah, they just got distribution in our area within the last month or two. I know they're relatively new, and this is their newest seasonal IPA that came out. Oh, that's a shame this, that it's seasonal. Yeah, this I was... Could, you drink this year-round. Oh, totally. It's very, very good. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was looking up some information on this beer as well. It was actually made uh, for Church Hills Pub in San Diego. Oh, cool. As uh, like an exclusive, like ship it down there and let them drink it mm-hmm. as like an homage to their brewery, I guess, mm-hmm. or their pub. Uh, it's actually available year round now. So it was listed oh. on their brewery website as a seasonal. <clears throat> Kern River, get your website in order, get your life in order, Yep. get your house in order. Get your soul in order. This is not a seasonal. It now says... I don't know what to believe now. Yeah, that's true. We should contact somebody. Yeah. We're, well, we're going to yeah. at them yeah. on a break. We should do that. At Kern River. What do you think of this beer? It's very good. It's a lot thinner than I expected, which is good mm-hmm. because usually like big old IPAs up in the sevens, they can be a little bit uh, intense and heavy, but this one's super drinkable. Yeah, man. I was just, uh, I stopped at Sierra Nevada today to have a beer there with this band, The Riverside, 
And um, are they from Riverside? They are not. That's okay. the yeah. Are they from a Riverside? They're from an ocean side. That's fine. From Santa Barbara. All right. Um, but yeah. I we tried a torpedo because some of them had never had a torpedo. Oh wow. And torpedo is like a seven point two percent double IPA, but, but it's that, very heavy. That one tastes <clears throat> like it too. It's like viscous. And yeah, like, you feel that one. But th- this is even stronger, and it feels much lighter and, and much more of a summertime beer. Like torpedo is an IPA that you can reach for in the wintertime. Yeah, and it still feels as full as like a stout would. You know, that's fair. Yeah, this one's got. I mean, a killer combination of hops. All the yeah. hops in it are so good. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's it's nice and thin and refreshing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will be drinking this in the summertime yep. on the river. And I will say church. Church. Yeah. On another note, I drank another beer that you got me a while back. You bought me a barrel aged old Rasputin. Yeah. And I think it had turned. Yeah. I want to tell you that. Yeah. I opened it the other night. That's from uh, North, North, North Coast. Coast. Yeah, yeah. Not left coast. Um, and it was not good. Okay. And I can't, I can't imagine a situation where it was just a flavor I didn't like. I think it was bad. Like, I, cause I enjoy the regular old yeah. Rasputin. It was like sour and off and Oh, just yeah. Strange. If it turned like, sour, it probably yeah. got infected. I actually still have the bottle somewhere, but it was I couldn't find a date on it. And I wanted to tell you that before I forgot. Okay. I'll look Nobody into it. Nobody else needed to know. I'll look yeah. into it. And all yeah. that stuff that you guys know now. Hey, you yeah. know, they they can't all be hits, man. Sometimes they're misses. Yeah. That's fine. Yep. Do you want to rate this beer? Yeah. This is a solid eight point six five. Oh, you're going into the hundredth today. I guess. It's I a weird know. day. I'm feeling That's I'm fair. feeling froggy. <clears throat> You know what? You feeling froggy? Sure, yeah. Then leap. Okay. That doesn't actually, I don't know what that means in this context. It means go. Okay. Well, it's an. It's like, you know, it's very refreshing. It's It's definitely an eight for me. I'm, I'm struggling on the higher or low end of eights, but I think it's like an eight three. Yeah, it's, it's real good. <clears throat> um, what, do you, what would you want better about this? Hmm. Let me sip it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, mm. it's, it's, it's solid. Yeah, it is. Hmm. I don't know what I'd want better. Mm-hmm. It's just not quite. Yeah. I feel like that's an okay reason too. Sometimes beers just knock your socks off. And if they don't, they don't. And that's just, you know, we don't have to analyze every aspect, but on um, this one's like really hop forward. Mm-hmm. And if that's good, I don't know if you're always in the mood for that, mm-hmm. but this one's like definitely a hot bomb. Yeah, I think so. And you get a lot more of the bitterness than the juiciness and the whole beer industry is trending towards the juice side right now. And this one's totally um, parallel to yeah. the, or opposite. Sure. Whatever. That yeah. word that means different. Yeah. 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 Insert your own word. Sure. Let's make words up and use them together. But I think that's kind of cool. I'm, you you always talk about how you're sick of the, the juice yeah. bomb beers. So. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> no, and and this I think the only reason it's an 8.5 is just because. 8.65. 8.65. Or 5.6. I can't remember. I don't remember Sorry. either. Call it 8.6. Sure. Just for yeah. good measure. Practicality. Yeah. yeah. Come on. We're not going to remember this. I'm going to write it down. Mm-hmm. Anyways, no, I think it's just because I've had so many West Coast IPAs right. that I've had like the best ones. I can't even tell you what like my 10 out of 10 would be for West Coast IPAs. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, maybe just a hair more balanced to the- Less bitter. The juice to the bitter. Yeah. I mean, and it's it's a contradiction of myself. I understand that when I say no. I, I don't know about that, like because we're we're leaving out maltiness too. Yeah. Um, this beer because I I think a lot of the time malt can add a lot of body. Yeah. And this beer it doesn't feel thin, but it does feel light. Um, and it's actually it's that's fine with me, but I think a little bit more malt would add some body to it. Like torpedo, very malty, and it would add a little bit of sweetness. Mm-hmm, there's, true. There's really mm-hmm. the malt presence is very minimal. Yeah. So maybe minimal. minimal yeah. Minimal. So maybe maybe yeah. that's what you're, are you looking for more malt or more juice? Let's say I'm going to say juice is like an adjective. Ten percent more of both. Okay. Yeah. And then this beer would be tits on fire. Wow. 
Great. That's a new unit that doesn't of rating. Sound good. That sounds like a that sounds like you should call a doctor to me. Or it sounds awesome. Sure. I think yeah, we one went or the other. We went to different parties in high school. We did. I think so. Yes. Um, okay. So, so church. Church from Kern River. They come in brown cans. They do. Almost all of their beers that I've seen are in some form of like this light brown with different yellows <clears> and stuff. So check them out. The most of their lineups available at Spikes right now. It's a very modestly priced craft beer. Yeah, I was going to ask you. So if you're not seeing our table right now, if you're not following us on Facebook and watching our live stream, um, this is a single can. You can buy them as singles. Yeah, I bought can these you, in the singles door. Can you also buy them as packs? Yes, they as had both. As a six? As a sixers. Cool, yeah. great. Yeah, they had both. So, <clears throat> And obviously it just depends on availability, but they had a bunch of these. Can you give our listeners an estimate on how much they'll be paying for a six-pack? Uh, no, because I didn't buy a six-pack. Uh, okay. The single was in the three to four dollar range. Okay, so so probably you know a little bit less per unit. So like, you know, like a twelve to thirteen to fourteen dollars six pack. Yes, yeah, I would imagine somewhere yeah. in there, probably a little less. <clears throat> Sweet, yeah. Well, that's I think a good deal. I would I would highly recommend going and getting this while you can. Yeah, me too. It's a really cool brewery, and I want to find out where Kernville is. <laughs> we'll do that on a break. What was it? Was it Kern? It was, it, it was Kernville. Kernville because it rhymes with Gurnville, which I have heard of. Yeah, because Kernville is nonsense. It makes me think of popcorn kernels. Yeah, man. Yeah. I was so pissed last night. Drunk pissed? Like the English type no, of pissed? No, wic- I was not like wicked pissed. Wicked pissed, Mike. I was not wicked pissed. Yeah. No, I was just angry. <clears throat> I, w- I went to- Wait, wait. What? So we're going to transition now from this beer into our segment that we called What's Got Us Hot and Bothered. Oh, is that what's happening? We're going to start with what's... We, we make Thanks to Nick Sloan. No, here we go. Nick Sloan. Thanks to Nick Land a couple mm. weeks ago. He's one of our friends and listeners and fan of the show. And he suggested, because sometimes we do the thing where we talk about what's got us excited or what's got us mad. He's like, and then we like say what's got us hot and bothered. We're doing it two separate things. So let's start with what's got us bothered. Yeah. That sounded like where you were going. Yeah. Please. I was so pissed last night. Great. Go. I've been trying to be healthy. Mm. Okay. This is where this all started. Uh, I have really good insurance through my new job. So I got back to my doctor, getting healthy, just Doing all the normal stuff you're supposed to do as an adult human. Uh, Well, I had some blood work to do Mm. uh, just to like get a baseline. I have like a history of heart disease in my family, so I don't really want to die. Sure, just out of nowhere. Yeah, that sounds like a bummer. I want this podcast to go on until like yeah, that's the only reason. Yeah, way longer than this. Yeah, Uh, but anyways, yeah. So I had to have some blood work done this morning uh, at a walk-in place, and I was at the movies last night. Went to the seven o'clock showing, very first showing. I was very, uh, right. very, you know me, like f- popcorn, maybe one of my favorite foods. I didn't know that, actually. It is like, <laughs> I love popcorn mm-hmm. so much. Mm-hmm. Usually I can put away a large tub by myself 20 minutes. Can in. you really? Oh, yeah. I've never once finished a large tub of popcorn. Uh, you know not how, to, I'm not trying to like say it, but like I've never done it. No. It's very heavy stuff. Yeah, you know how you get the tub mm. and then you can refill it? I've refilled it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've refilled it. And gotten through half of the refill. Wow. Yeah. By yourself. Yeah. That's a that's impressive. Yeah. So you go at seven last night. Yes. So I went with at, your popcorn. No. That's oh. why I was pissed. Okay. Enter the anger. No, mm-hmm. I was pissed because the blood work I had to have done, I had to fast. Oh no. Like completely no food? No food. Oh. All I could have is water and black coffee. Thank God I could have black coffee. Yeah, that's I mean. Or I might have racked up a 187. You get what I'm saying, bro? No, I don't, That's actually. the police code for murder. Oof. You obviously don't listen to 90s West Coast hip-hop. No, I guess I don't. <laughs> and if I do, I do it passively. I certainly don't know yeah. the 187 code. Oh, well. 
Sorry, man. That's fine. You're living medium white. You the do point you. is, you did not commit a 187. I did not Good. because I could have black coffee, but it was like torturous sitting in the movie theater. Just nothing. Nothing. Yeah. And I had like my canteen full of water, and I just like spitefully drank mm-hmm. it like mm-hmm. every 20 minutes. What's weird is how how quickly and how much water you drink. Like you can if if all you have is water, you drink a lot of water. Yeah. That's why when I drive long distances, I only take water. Yeah. Like, I'll just get hydrated before. And you'll show. and you'll drink it. Yep. Did you get it? There's a nope. bug flying. Oh, I missed a mosquito. It. <clears throat> We're gonna get West Nile. Hate mosquitoes. We're gonna get West Nile live. Yeah, man, it's great. You guys can just observe the progression. You like, is he drunk on four local? No, it's West Nile, man. It's cool. Yeah, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah. So that was really <clears throat> annoying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was. I think that's what's got me bothered. Okay. Do you want to go hot as well, or should we alternate? I guess you should be bothered. I've had a great week, man. I'm yeah. not. I don't have anything to complain about. Unfortunately, fortunately, I suppose. Yeah. Um, I have little things. I guess I could nitpick. Nitpick, bro. This okay. Is, this is our space. So earlier today, before we recorded, um, we were planning. So it's five thirty now, more or less, and we were planning on recording at four because I have somewhere to be around six thirty or seven. Mm-hmm. And so we were going to meet at four, and then Johnny said, "Let's do four fifteen. I was at Sierra Nevada with this band, like I said, and we were drinking beers, and they were a little bit slower than I was because I had to get back here by four fifteen. So I ran from Sierra Nevada to get here in the rain. It had started like it started raining. Three to four seconds oh, after I started running, I was like, "Oh, this is my life now." This is the <clears> point <throat> I probably should have texted him that I was going to be here at four thirty. But uh, I live like I live like you know somewhere between a quarter and a half mile from the brewery. Yeah, but I'm also not a runner, so I get here and I'm now because I'm been out of breath and I haven't run in ages. I'm coughing all day long <laughs> right now. Yep. <coughs> I'm so sorry. It's like saying the word like when I say you're itchy, you start mm-hmm. getting itchy. That's what's got me bothered today. I've had a pretty good life other than that. But I, I wish I could stop coughing to stop pissing people so off. So the only thing that you've got been bothered by is me. Yeah, in a roundabout kind of way. I like sure. it. Yeah, sure. And this damn Four loco. I figured you were here doing music video stuff. No. like, And it was just like when I was going to roll in. You know, I missed the movie because of the music video stuff. That's got me bothered. If the Four loco is bothering me, it's because I missed the movie. That's fair. That said, the band is real, uh, real gracious in that... It was technically their fault that I missed the movie because we were still here doing music videos. So I said, now that I missed the movie, I have to drink a Four loco. Therefore, you all also have to drink a Four loco. They're a six-piece band, so I got them to agree to drink two Four Locos between the six of them. That's a third of a loco each. Aren't they playing a show tonight? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I know. Are they? Is that why they went to the store? No, but when I go to the show after this podcast, you should come, by the way. Uh, I'm going to get them two Four Locos and make them drink it before we start, because I have to drink this, and this this is liquid sugar peach reflux. Yeah, it's peach reflux. Peach flux. New <clears throat> yeah. new electronic band name. Yep. Peach flux. So that's what got me bothered. Well, I'd like to formally apologize in front of Facebook Live and Young Maxwell for being late and making yeah. you jog. Fair enough, man. I appreciate that. I hate being late. I hate jogging. So <laughs> you and me both, man. Well, I'll just overestimate <clears throat> my lateness next time, so okay. you have a wider that, window. I almost was like, let's do 4.30, or, but it's fine. No, if you would have done that, it would have been a relief. Mm-hmm. We just need to be more open. Yeah, we'll get there. And hug more. Why don't we save what's got us hot? Mm-mm. You want to go? I don't care. <clears throat> I'm about to blow. Well, I want to cough some more. Church. So I want to go to a break. Um, when we come back, let's talk about Red Sparrow, then what's got us hot. And yeah. do that. Sound yeah. good? Let's do it. All right, we'll be right back. Bye.
So if you've listened to the show in the past, you know that we have a way for you to support this show if you'd like. And support Max's massive Four loco addiction. And I am tired of talking about it, so Johnny's going to tell you what Patreon is. Yeah, Patreon is an awesome way for you to support this cast. And until what? he stops talking, I'm going to drink my Four loco nonstop. Oh. So, but you have this much time. You can't see the screen. All right. Go. Yeah, it's a wonderful way for you to support local artists like us. Uh, this podcast is funded primarily by you, the Patreon members. Don't stop drinking. I'm going, man. It's carbonated. It's peachy. It's sugary. Anyways, yeah, it's uh, you know, it's a tiered membership. You get some awesome rewards anywhere from one dollar to an episode, all the way up to ten dollars an episode, where we actually cook you dinner. Uh, it's very awkward because we wear nothing but aprons. Yep. <laughs> Max drinks a four loco. It's really fun. Uh, check us out. Uh, Patreon.com slash Fresh Hop Cinema. Please go check it out for as little as a dollar a month. You can help us and make me stop drinking these damn drinks. Max Enjoy is- the show. Here we go. Ah! <laughs> Welcome back to our second segment. Hi guys. A lot has happened. This has been a this has been a longer break than usual. Yeah, we just took like a twenty minute break. Yeah. I gotta be somewhere in like thirty minutes, which is not gonna happen. Max peed on a dog. I did not pee on a dog. Those dogs ran away when they saw what I was wielding. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry for that. You know dogs are scared <laughs> of hogs. Yep. Am I right? I'm sure, yeah. Ladies? <laughs> That's my new catchphrase. Ladies? Ladies? Maybe? Church. Yeah, church, man. Um, so what we're talking about now is the film Red Sparrow. And before we get too deep into the movie, I want to give you some things about the movie that I have not seen. This is a release from yesterday. Yeah, right. So we're trying to stay up to date on our movie releases. That's why we're recording Friday. That's why this episode is in your feeds earlier than usual. That's why we're probably going to get a bit more intoxicated than usual this month because we recorded on Friday. Right, Johnny doesn't have work. It's about to get lit. I thought you were grabbing the mosquito again. Oh, I didn't get it. Well, that's funny. You were like, it's about to get lit. About to get like, lit. Is that a thing? Like, church podcast. I was grabbing the hype <clears throat> out of the air. Red Sparrow was released on March 2nd, 2018, distributed by Fox. It is a thriller. It's an espionage spy thriller uh, running two hours and 20 minutes, rated R for some violence, some nudity. I'm guessing those things, but they feel safe because I've read the book, which we'll get into later. Yeah, there was lots of both. Um, it stars Jennifer Lawrence, Joel Edgerton, Matthias, can't say his last name, Schoenertis, <laughs> which feels rude. I'll try. Yeah. Matthias Schoenertis. 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 Let's say Schoenertis. Charlotte Rampling, Mary Louise Parker, and Jeremy Irons, directed by Francis Lawrence, written by Justin Haith, and directed, nope, writ based on, here we go. <laughs> Damn you, Four Loco. This episode brought to you by Four Loco Incorporated of the United States of America. Malt liquor. Enjoy. Based on a book by an author whose name is also escaping me, but I will find the name of very soon. Welcome to Fresh Hop um, Cinema, where we prepare all of our facts beforehand uh, yeah. usually and have we them do, ready man. to go. Um, so if you if you didn't catch the first part of the show where we said that I didn't see this movie, that's why I'm drinking a Four Loco flavored peach. Yeah. Um, sorry, <laughs> I peach, guess. A I peach flavored, a Four Loco flavored the peach. I was, yeah, that's, I was going for like an old kind of English, but you yeah, a, a peach flavored Four Loco. How is that treating you? How does any Four Loco treat you ever? It's not good. I don't know. That one seems worse than usual. It is. So uh, as you heard on our on our little ad for our Patreon, I decided on the fly to just drink the Four Loco until Johnny was done talking. I, th- I don't know how long that was, like 45 seconds. And I burped a few times. I didn't actually yeah. go 45 seconds. But um, you looked a little nauseous at one point. How, what's the percentage of that left in the can? Oh, that's 30? 30%? 30% left in the can. I'm almost there. And we're 25 minutes in. Which is a recipe for disaster. It's gonna get awesome. Eventually, Max is gonna take his shirt off. I might, yeah, sure. It's gonna be fine. Later tonight, when I jump in, my mouth. it's fine. Yeah. Um. So my name's Max Bernardi, and my my hobbies include skinny dipping. I love. I don't know. I don't know why that's so weird. Like long walks on four loco. Yeah. Yeah. Peach four loco flavored peach, peach. four loco body shots. 
What I was going to say is this novel was written by Jason Matthews. Now, I read the book uh, in the form of Audible. Okay. And Johnny saw the movie, did not read the book. So I think we're going to spend a little bit of time during this section talking about the differences between the book and the movie because that's my only point of reference. Yeah. We're going to have a mixed media comparative uh, synopsis discussion. First and foremost, off the cuff. Well, yeah. Johnny, what did you think of this movie? I thought it was um, like a medium good spy movie. Yeah. That seems about right. Like it was it was legitimately medium. Like Jennifer Lawrence's star power mm-hmm. really helped carry the movie. Other than her just being like stupid gorgeous and Russian. Right. Like this movie was like medium weak. I mean yeah, it was yeah. it was it was acceptable. I have a tr- like I don't maybe I'm not super versed on spy thrillers, but in my experience, a lot of the spy thrillers that I've seen have been pretty meh. Yeah, this one was, it was kind of shallow as yeah, far sure. as just the spy shenanigans goes. There was kind of a cool twist at the end, uh, which you'll hear about in the Danger Zone. But for the most part, sure. it was it was really like her trying to be a spy for her own reasons, but not being a very good spy right. at all. Um, yeah. So, yeah, let's break down the plot a little bit. But overall, um, I liked it okay. It wasn't memorable. It's not going to go on any, probably even top 100 lists. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it was entertaining. Sure. It was a little long. It was, yeah. Yeah. It was a right. two and a half hour movie. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of the book? I actually really liked the book. Um, so the book does a weird, so Jason Matthews, for whatever reason, the author, decided that at the end of every chapter, well, even before that, during every chapter, he would talk about, like somebody in the book would be eating some type of food. And at the end of every chapter, he would give you the recipe. So he'd be like, Dominica's, you know, rabbit stew. And what? he's like, for some reason, and I, it was funny at first, like kind of interesting, but that got old. I was going to say, that was just like a wasted page. It was weird, yeah. That's so, like some shit you would do to like finish a 200-word essay. Yeah, like just throw in. Like, this is creative yeah, you know. creative freedom. Yeah, it was, so that was a little bit weird. But other than that, I really enjoyed the book. It was, um, it was engaging for the most part. Okay. From Johnny, what you and I talked about on the break, the book was was better constructed and a little bit more compelling. Okay, um, yeah, it sounded like it. Some of the things that you told me happened in the movie that didn't happen in the book um, made me think they were, um, you know, kind of balling on a budget and, and cutting out certain elements, uh, which we'll also, yeah, like you said, get into in the danger zone. But I'll give you guys a brief synopsis of what this movie's about. And this is from IMDb. This is their summary. It says, Ballerina Dominika Igorova is recruited to Sparrow School. Johnny has called that whore school. A Russian intelligence service where she is forced to use her body as a weapon. With all due respect for, I mean, whores. Fair enough. Vital. Her first mission, targeting a CIA agent, not in the book, threatens to unravel the security of both nations, the United States and the USSR. Um, Be Russia at this point. This was set like. Oh, modern, that's true. That was, was modern. modern day. Day. That's true. Good point. Uh, in my brain, it was like farther back, but it's no, not. No, like, like in my head. So you go ahead. In my head too. The whole time, I'm thinking like, wow, they've got some weird like modern technology for being right. Uh, like an old. I had it in my head. There was like an old movie. It's like, like a weird tone, right? Like it feels like it should be an old spy thriller, but it's modern. Well, like, anytime you're dealing with like the United States versus like Russia in spy games, and you type, think Cold War, you automatically yeah, think Cold War for sure. So. Yeah, this is set modern day Russia slash Europe. They kind of bounce all over the place a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, honestly, Jennifer Lawrence carried this movie for sure. Her, I, like yeah. her acting. Don't say for sure. You didn't see it. I can see how that could be the case. Like, like um, Joel Edgerton plays um, an American. Yeah, 
CIA and, and he's just kind operative. of like Joel Edgerton the whole movie. Right. So that's what I was gonna say. Like he's he's a fine actor. Like yeah. I, I really liked him in It Comes at Night. And then Matthew, yeah. who plays her uncle, is like he's fine, but I've never seen him in like a great he movie. He looks so much like Vladimir Putin. That's what I was gonna ask you. So did, creepy. did Vladimir Putin ever come up in this movie? No. Because he's all over the book. Oh yeah. Like yeah. you could tell they were going for that. Right. But no, they, was there a, a dwarf in this movie? No. That's another huge thing in the book. Wow. They left out a dwarf? He was, yeah, we'll get there. I'm pretty sure that's racist. Mm, not racist, yes. but it's an ist. It's one kind of ist. Heightist. Yeah. Heightist. Yeah, Heightist. I got you. It's got to be heightist. Yeah. But no, all things considered in this movie, um, Jennifer Lawrence really carried it just with her, her star power, uh, very powerful acting performance, really, just because some of the training and things she had to go through was. Mm-hmm was very intense and kind of degrading and she went through a lot of physical violence and uh, I mean she sold it really well and uh, a lot of the violence and fighting and things in this movie were very realistic and, and she portrayed them very well. So yeah, I th- think she might be the best thing. Her and Jeremy Irons, mm-hmm. two best things about this movie. I think that's what I was getting at. Like so Jennifer Lawrence in the last couple of roles I've seen her in if you take away Passengers has has done a really good job of carrying films like Mother I thought was great. From from my own, re- I really liked that movie. Um, it was weird, and not everybody liked it. But um, she commits to roles, and I think even even in the trailers of seeing her commit to the Russian accent and and really immersing herself in this character, as I know the character from the book, uh, was 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 convincing. I enjoyed that a lot, and I figure she would probably be the highlight of the movie. Yeah, definitely was. Um, what what did you not like about this? Are there any specifics that you can get into without spoiling stuff? Yeah, some of just the, um attempted seriousness of a spy drama but it was like attempts by people that weren't spies mm. like jennifer lawrence was like obviously not like spies. obviously yeah. not spies. like you're obviously a terrible spy yeah but then the whole movie you're like are you really an obviously terrible spy or are you just playing are you so good at being a spy that you make other people think you're a bad spy? like exactly that's the ultimate spy role. is that like a double <laughs> a double layered game right, right, i mean and this like any spy movie has it, oh, more than its fair share of of double crossings and bouncing back and forth mm-hmm. between loyalty lines i mean that's it's all kind of fluid mm-hmm. when it comes to the world of uh intercontinental espionage it's all very you're just one side to the you know and they they talk about that in their training a little bit like just being able to adapt to any situation and surviving no matter what and molding to a situation and it the whole movie like is kind of like that but it wasn't very believable like mm-hmm. i would have liked to have seen her become more of a badass and like got like from my impression of what you've said the books she kind of becomes a badass at some she point. runs the show in the books See, she never ran anything such a shame yeah so like <clears throat> it sounds like she was way more like empowered and awesome in the books and like was just like a really good spy and sort of like a femme fatale type character totally and that's what i wanted out of jennifer lawrence's role in this movie so the fact that it never really went there and she was always just, I mean, it's hard. We'll talk about like the ending in the danger zone because it might have changed my perspective a little bit, mm-hmm. but kind of not really. So like I wanted her to be like a badass head and shoulders above everyone else spy, like the whole movie. And it was really not sold in that <clears> way. <throat> so that's probably one of my main, main, main gripes. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. I was, I remember thinking, cause I started this book, um, so we're in we're in March now. Technically, I started it back in like October, and then I let it go for a couple months. Um, and what happened right in the end of October was the uh, this, and it's sort of a weird thing to bring up, like the social media, like Me Too movement. Mm-hmm. Um, so I became a little bit more aware of like strong 
active feminism than I had been. And this book was perfect. Like in the in the book, she minus some of the relationship stuff with um, Joel Edgerton's character. Uh, it, she was very much like a strong, independent spy that just controlled everybody. So I was really excited for this movie because I thought that would be um, translate. It would translate well culturally at this time to be that. But it doesn't sound like she was that, that character. No, that didn't really come across at all. Yeah, I mean, she was very kind of subjected to a lot more than running the show. She was definitely a piece of the plot yeah. more than controlling the plot. So yeah, which and it makes you wonder what uh, Francis Lawrence, the director, no relation to Jennifer Lawrence, I would imagine. I, like why why go that route instead <laughs> of sticking true to the book? Hope it's not her uncle. Oh hey, ah. little in, Inception Ooh. kind of right twist there. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I I don't know how much we can talk about in this segment. It might be a little bit of a shorter uh, thing than usual here, but well, yeah, it's a little difficult with only one of us seeing the movie too. I mean, right. we have a lot to compare in the danger zone as far mm-hmm. as yeah. differences from the book to the movie, mm-hmm. but they're all pretty spoilery. Mm-hmm. Um, so just for in the interest of of staying in format, we don't really want to get too far into that. Uh, so I think I'm going to go ahead and rate this movie. And sure. uh, I've kind of just gone over my overall feelings. It's definitely entertaining. It's a decent spy flick. It will keep you engaged if you don't have anything to do for two and a half hours. But I don't think it's something you like can't live without seeing. Uh, I'm gonna just give it right now. I'm I, I'm so middle of the road on this thing. I'm gonna give it a six point seven. Six point seven. Sorry, I was writing it down on our table. That's fine. Um, that's right where I am. Like based on the book, though. I'm the book is like a seven for me. Okay. It's it's perfectly entertaining. There's a good amount of twists that you don't necessarily see coming because you're not really reading into the book too much. Like I'm, you're just along for the ride, basically. Like. Um, it's not an overthinker, yeah. So much, which which is fine. I'm, it's kind I was of like in the mood a, for that, like a fluff, entertaining, <clears throat> yeah, spy like, piece. You're just going along for the ride. It's it's the only phrase I can think of that makes the most sense with this. You're 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 totally on board. Um, we'll talk about some differences in her character and her abilities yeah. in the book, and we we can do that now. I guess that doesn't really spoil much. Um, in the book, it's made very clear early on that she has she's had this weird ability since she was a kid to sort of be able to read people, uh, specifically their emotions, because she sees these uh, like these auras and these halos of color around them. Weird. So, so you know, like there's yellow, and that's like greedy and malicious, or there's purple, which is pure, or like black, which is what you would assume, just like not good. Yeah. Um, and that's what the dwarf has. I don't naturally just assume that black right. is not well, good. What's your favorite color, man? That's true. But um, that means it's good. Black yeah, is a I positive guess. for me. Black is, is a neutral but black. yeah, it's a positive. Yeah. yeah. Isn't black like the lack of color? Yes. And yeah. white is all, the all colors. colors. Yeah. Um, so I thought that I was actually really looking forward to how they were going to do that in the movie. But by the time the first trailer came out, I was like, this is, they're not even going to. Nope. They didn't do that at all. That. The only kind of allusion <clears throat> to that fact was at one point she was sitting down with her uncle to a dinner and he told her that essentially, you know, you can always kind of just see right through people. Mm. Right. Specifically you. Yeah. You've yeah. always had that gift where you can see right through people to see who they really are on the inside and you can always stay one step ahead of them. But that's the only time they touch on I that. mean, that's a nice homage, I suppose. But but what was cool about it in the book is that like that was her that was her that was the, one of the reasons she was so good at what she did. Yeah. Nobody because this is a very like even in so okay. Ah, danger zone. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna make a note. So we're gonna get we're gonna get more into that. But there there was definitely a lot of nuances. If it's been really interesting talking to Max kind of uh, during the break, and we're going to get way more into it in the third segment, just the, the differences between the book and the movie. Because yeah. books always have so much more detail. 
Yeah. Um, so I think we're going to let the movie rest for now. Once again, that is Red Sparrow. That came out yesterday. And March that, 2nd. Yeah, and that is an 8 or 6. 6.7 seven for you and 7 point nothing for me. Okay, 6.7 and a 7.0. And that is a wrap for this section on Red Sparrow. We're going to take a real quick break, and we will see you in the danger zone. Johnny, I just played the best game of volleyball in my entire life. My buddy set it up to me, and then you know what I did? What'd you do? I spiked it. Like Top Gun? Like Spike's Bottle Shop. Oh. But also, I still haven't seen Top Gun since we've talked. Oh, man. Well, you suck at watching movies, but you're really good at buying beer. That's where we went afterwards. That's so. fine. You know, a nice, rousing, topless game of volleyball yeah. chased quickly by a, a nice, long stroll down the aisles of Spike's Bottle Shop. Yes. They've got a dope selection. All the beer you could ever want. Tons of liquor. Little bit of wine. It's not his forte. Mm -hmm, it's true. fine. It sounds like he's being uh, hyperbolic, but he's not. Spike's Bottle Shop here in Chico has literally one of the best selections, I think, in America. He's got something over like 500 different craft beers. It's stupid. And uh, they have worked out a deal with our podcast for our listeners exclusively. If you go into Spike's, you can get whatever you want. And when you go to checkout, you can say, hey, cashier or cashierette. I listen to Fresh Hop Cinema. I would really love 10% off because I know their super secret password, which is... F-H-C. Correct. So you just say F-H-C. They'll give you 10% off on your entire purchase. It's a super good deal. Again, amazing selection. Go take advantage of it. It's, yeah. it's awesome. And if you play your cards right, Max is in there topless, all sweaty from playing volleyball. Spike that ball mm -hmm. all day. Spike's Bottle Shop, Chico, 1270 East First Avenue. Go check them out. They're great. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, hopefully over the age of consent to hear curse words, welcome to the Danger Zone. I am Johnny Summers, that is Max Minardi. It is now the time of day where we talk about a movie as if we have just seen it or just finished the book. Uh, and that means all of us, not just Johnny and I. Yeah. Everybody all, listening. Everybody now. listening, just start talking to the radio. Maybe we'll talk yeah. back. You'll freak out. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, so Max is going to finish his Four loco. How you doing with that? I'm, so I'm still at about 20%. I drank once more since we last checked in. All right. Well, since it's the danger zone, I'm going to need you to finish that right now. All right. Fair enough. Yep. All right. Here we go. Just you do. Yeah. So we are going to do some spoilers and get real deep into Red Sparrow and compare the book to the movie, uh, see what we liked about the movie for me, um, what we didn't about the book, vice versa. You're just going to get crazy. So we're going to do that. And but we're again, going, spoilers abound. Yeah, spoilers, all the spoilers. Uh, and we're going to do our third beer first. Or I'm sorry, our second beer. Every time, well, yeah. Well, third segment, man. I know, I know, I hear you. Also, whatever, I'm pouring the beer. Things are getting loosey-goosey up in the Fresh Hop studio. Yeah, which is not even the Fresh Hop studio. The Fresh Hop studio we're in garage. The, we're in we're, the we're fresh literally hop. below the studio right now. We're in the Fresh Hop garage. We've taken a step down big time. Yeah, I actually don't mind this. Like Once we put the heater on, this is it's cozy. It's not you know? bad. But I want to do, before mm -hmm. we get into this beer, or the movie, mm -hmm. I'm going to do What's Got You Hot. Right. We haven't done that yet. No. What's Got You Hot, Max? So, I, well, I don't mean to come off this way, but I think if I start, you're going to think to yourself, I don't want to follow that. That was too good. So I think you should start. Oh, really? I've had it was like a really good week, you know? Like okay. It's just been a nice week. So That's fine. You should start. Yeah. And I'm going to finish my Four loco. That's All right. Really finish your Four loco. So what's got me hot this week? Is Again, sorry, if you don't know what we're talking about, um, we do a segment, thanks to Nick Land. There's an M and an F in the middle. Yeah. And uh, of his name. And he suggested we do what's got us hot and what's got us bothered. So now we're doing both. And we did the bothered earlier to get the bad out of the way. And now we're doing the good because we're hot. We save the good for last because we're hot. We're four locoed up. We're rip roaring, ready to slang it. 
Slang it, dude. Mm, slanging yeah. it. Yeah, what's got me hot this week is a very, very fascinating and informative book that I have been reading in the form of listening to on Audible. Uh, and that book is called Sapiens. It's uh, a brief history of humankind. It's by a guy named Yuval Noah Harari. Sorry? Yuval Noah Harari. Okay. It's available on Audible, Amazon, iTunes, <clears throat> all that fun stuff. And it is legitimately a brief history of humankind all the way from, you know, kind of like the Big Bang all the way through the different phases Sweet. of human evolution. If you believe in that. Yeah, if you believe in that science that is the truth. If you believe in that. Yeah, if you believe in science, yeah, you'll right. be fine with this right. book. But uh, it's a fascinating book, uh, and it goes way deep into why humans act the way they do and the different traits that we've developed and how the current language separates us from any species of human that lived before. Super fascinating stuff. I'm, I love learning about history and all kinds of fun stuff like that. So if you're into that kind of thing and like expanding your brain and just maybe learning some things you never knew before, like the fact that there were in fact six species of different human beings that lived six in the world species? at the same time. I think I learned that one day. Yeah, there's in college. Six different species of human cohabitated on this planet at one time. That's nuts. Now there's only us, but right, yeah. Um, it's kind of a trip just to think that like there were six different kinds of human at one point, and what the world would be like maybe if there was even like three still. It's just some really mind um, titillating, sure. thought provoking <clears throat> stuff. That you know makes you think about things you don't normally think about every day, and I really enjoy that. So nice, dude. Check that book out, Sapiens. And do you know the author? Sorry, I'll stop your head. Noah, what was it? I can't, oh, I can't say it. Yeah. Yuval, Y U V A L. Yuval. Oh, yeah, Yuval. Noah Harari. H A R A R I. A R I. Got it. Yeah. Sweet man, check will, it out. I've got like six Audible credits left. Sapiens. Sapiens. I cannot recommend it enough. It's super fascinating. Well, all right. I will. Yeah, I'll look into it. Look into it. Y'all should too. Check it out. Um, so like I said, I've had a, a real fun seven days or so. I'm looking at my calendar to make sure that I'm including everything um, that is worthwhile, but I'm still going to miss some stuff, I'm sure. Um, so I got back from Seattle last Saturday, and we recorded on Monday. Yeah. Um, so since then, I have had a show at Chico State, which was a blast. Nice. Um, Where'd you play at Chico State? I played in the BMU uh, in the basement. Nice. So uh, Hugh Hammond is a fella who is organizing this new, this new concert series. Basically, it's a free free series for students. It's on Wednesdays, I think, from twelve to one most of the time, and they bring in musicians, some local, some not, and you just play for an hour, and students are doing their thing, and it's really it's fun because you play to people who don't usually go to concerts. They're just happening to be between classes. I like it. So it was really nice, Um, and then. That was it that night? Yeah. So that night the 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 Riverside, the band that we were hosting, had to drive from Tahoe because there was a snowstorm and they asked me if I could or if they could stay with me. And then I talked to Gianna and we made it happen. They're staying in the garage and the living room and all that. Um so we ended up staying up and uh playing some board games. And then the next night they had a show at Chico State. So Gianna and I went to the Goose, had a couple of beers, went and caught their show, and then went to the download to catch my buddy Rob, my drummer. You know, I think I feel like I've talked about Rob on the yeah. podcast. Catch him playing some jazz, and then came back and played more board games. I've, I've gone to bed at like three a.m. the past couple nights and got nice. up at like you know nine. Sounds like super fun, dude. Like six hours of sleep, but it's good. Um, and then today we we filmed that music video in this garage, as we said earlier, and where we now sit, where we now sit. Um, and it's just been like a fun couple days of of hanging out with people who are just nice, 
good, fun, music-loving folks. Nice. Um, and uh, I ha- I've had a very similar feeling to that that I have when I'm on tour. Like, it's just, you know, like, I don't want to say living in the moment, though it is, but that's not, it's not the big picture. There's, like, we're just... You're stimulated. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm, I'm full-on, like, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm uh, fully hot. You're fully, fully hot, fully like, engorged. Yeah, it's just this, this like fully present like this is what life is well and also i think maybe in my from my perspective just looking in um you're doing something completely out of the ordinary mm, and totally that, and that's what you get every single day on tour is a brand new fresh experience right. and maybe like having house guests that have similar careers as you that you've never spent like this amount of time with i'm assuming yeah for i mean sure. that's that's something that's super stimulating a lot like going to a brand new city it's like a brand new city came to you. It's weird, man. Yeah, I was t- when we were at Sierra Nevada earlier. I was telling Gianna, I was like, because she's been hanging out for the past couple of days too, obviously, because we, she lives here too. Yeah, I should hope. And um, it, it's hard sometimes to explain what being on tour is like to people that don't go on tour. Um, so I said to her today at, at the brewery, I was like, this is kind of what it's like. Like, you, you know, it's a new experience, and you're just with these people who you maybe don't know super well. Although I've gotten to know this band pretty well over the past few weeks, um, doing something that you're all unfamiliar with, but you're just going through it and you're laughing and experiencing it together. And it's such a nice feeling. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's in a lot of ways like doing this podcast, like we don't know exactly where the episode's going to go every week, every week, but it's, you know, we're, we're both on board and we're doing this. So I think, I think really the bottom line and I might be naming your next album, but like you're an adventurer. Yeah. In the most true and historic and soulful sense of the word. That, I mean, I, I try to be like, I, I, I was telling Gianna too. I, I said, when, uh, when I'm on tour, I try to be a, a yes man. Yes. In quotes. It's because you want adventure. You're an adventurer. I, don't, I just don't like monotony. Like when, whenever there's an opportunity to, to do something different, even if I don't want to do that necessarily, I try to do it just cause I think it opens up a lot of possibilities to new experiences, which is, which is fun. Yeah. You're an adventurer. You're, you're, you have the wanderlust and you have an adventurous spirit and yeah. that's a good thing. And people should want new things every day and do some different shit that they did the day before. So you do want to jump into One Mile Naked tonight? Uh, yeah, I do. You're not gonna do it, but I'm not gonna. Yeah, all right. No. Well. But I am gonna like kidnap you and take you camping this summer. Uh, sure. Yeah. And let's like, do it. I'm gonna go fishing with you in a kayak. I can. I'll drink a beer while you fish. Yeah. 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 That sounds great. No, we're gonna do some new stuff this summer. That sounds too. great. Yeah, for sure. Uh, where does that put us with what we're talking about? I've completely well, lost track. Well, your hooker is gone. You're hot. You're an adventurer. And we I'm just, drunk. We yeah. just named your next album. Yes. Adventurer. You should be adventurer. Or nah, that seems cocky. Adventurer. An adventurer. Someone who adventures. Sorry, that's my phone. Or just adventurer. Adve- yeah, adventure sure. time. Adventure time. <laughs> I wonder if anybody's taken that. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure it's not taken. It's got to be a, up for grabs. Yeah. I'll look it up. Yeah. Jokey, that's a very famous. I know, I know. Come on, man. <laughs> uh, you know what we should do is talk about our last beer. Yeah, we should. Let's uh, get. Because I don't, this. I don't know what this is, so you're gonna have to tell me. Yeah, probably. take a big old sip of that bad boy. All right. Yeah, t- sure. T- tell me what you think, do and I'll, I'll describe it to you. You are drinking cash. It's an imperial coffee stout, clocking in at nine point four percent ABV, and it is brewed with Mostra coffee. Costa Mostra. Mostra. M O S T R A. Correct. Cool. Uh, Costa Rican Aguas Claras beans. Claras, Claras. I'm not sure how to pronounce that. And this is a beer coming out of Mason Ale Works. They are located in Oceanside, I believe. It's hard to track down. There's a couple locations listed on their cans. But SoCal, 
it's a SoCal sure, spot. And, yeah, and, sure. Um, most coffees from like San Diego, Oceanside area. So right. it makes sense that they would collaborate. <laughs> so uh, when asked for his definition of paradise, Mr. Cash said, this morning with her having coffee. Is her capitalized by chance? No. Ah. But that's just a great sentence. Yeah, it is a good sentence. What's huh? paradise? All right. This morning with her having coffee. It's very romantic. I like that, right? I do too, man. Our collaboration with Mostra Coffee uses Costa Rican Aguas Claras beans to accentuate this rich chocolatey note, uh, this rich chocolatey notes of this fine stout. The, I can't read. You're fine. Good God. Uh, best consumed 40, 45 degrees. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you're going to get a lot of mocha, a uh, yep. little bit of oats, and lots of coffee. That seems fair. No, so I was just smelling it. I tasted it a little bit because I accidentally dipped my mustache in it. But it's it's super chocolate forward, coffee on the back burner, and then some maltiness. Mm, um, that's but it, real nice. Yeah, I mean that's a strong stout too. Like, yeah, uh, and it's in a can, which I, I maybe it's just me, um, but I don't tend to see a lot of strong strong stouts that, in twelve ounce cans. No, that's you. They're around. Are they? Oh yeah. Not the majority though. Like a lot of the strong stouts are smaller yeah, bottles. I don't know. Do right? I need to bring up on fleek? So on fleek. Um, Perry Paradise. Perry Paradise. A lot of the Evil Twin stuff. Uh, these guys. Barrel Age 1050. BA 1050. Yeah. I mean, there's there's quite a few. It's it's def- right, that's true. Historically speaking, it has not always been such. But within the last five years, you've definitely seen a transition of the Barrel Age stuff going from like you know big giant bottles to right. like down to littler bottles, down to 12 ounce cans and 16 ounce cans. Sure. So it's definitely a trend that I get behind because like. I don't think any person should have more than 12 ounces of this. Yeah, I mean, even 12 is kind of a stretch. Yeah. Like most bars will be like, you can have eight or 10. You know what? Uh, Knee Deep, they have a, what is it, a quad IPA, I think? I can't think of what it's called. Oh, um, I don't know. But like, you know how like Knee Deep has a bunch of strong beers. Yeah. But there's one that's like 11 point something. Yeah. And they're like, you can only have three. We're going to mark your hand, or two. You, we're going to mark your hand, mm-hmm. which I feel like is dumb because I could have seven. 10% beers and they would not check. Yeah. It seems that seems crazy to me. Yeah, that's a little silly. But, but what do you think? It's really good. And I would not have guessed that it's this hot. I mean, this this high ABV. I mean, it doesn't really come across as a 9.8 No, it does 9.8, Yeah, something like that. 9.4. Yeah. It does not come across as that. Dude, it's that like coffee bitterness. Like you got the chocolate up front, but then it's immediately just like bitter aftertaste. Yeah. That's really good, though. It's super good, and like <laughs> I feel like in in IPAs, like sweetness is always the way to mask a or you know alcohol. Yeah. Or uh, or like an adjunct adjunct based stouts. Like just put a ton of vanilla. Yeah. And this one is just all coffee. Yeah. So you just get bitter and you don't catch the alcohol burn. But this is super strong and super smooth. Yeah. As someone, I love black coffee. Mm-hmm. Like black coffee is the business. Yeah, for sure. I don't drink anything else. Mm-hmm. And this is so good. Yeah, that's way good, dude. Uh. That's that's dangerously good. Yeah. No, this is a nine. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's for, up there, huh? For a non-barrel aged stout. It's, right. And we're back to this. That's yeah. fucking delicious. Yeah, it's really good. Like, fuck, that's good. You're going flat nine. Flat nine. Like, write that down on the table. Down. Are you permanent markering the no, table? No, it's it's dry erase, okay. so it should be fine. That'd be fun if we just marker it all over the table, just everywhere in the room, just on the walls and Look stuff. Like, we, fucking the accountant for the, what are you gonna say? or number twenty three. I didn't see that. Oh my god! I, I, it's on my list. You have to, to watch that. You have to watch Top Gun. Yeah, I do have to. For watch the that. love of Pete. Yeah, I know. Those the 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 that second one is not on my list. Top Gun is not. 
It should be. Is it that good though, or is it just like a classic? It's classic, yeah, man. I don't care. There's so many movies, man. <laughs> I'm trying to prioritize. That's fair. There's so much content. Like we live in a time where we're getting more content. Yeah, like, thrown at like us. arguably too much. Yeah. So okay. So Mason Aleworks Cash Imperial Coffee Stout for you is a flat nine. That is a flat nine. Man, that's a bold move. I haven't given a nine for a beer in a while. It's I feel so like. good though. It's good. Is it a nine though? Yeah. What's, I don't know. What's I, wrong with it? Right. Can you talk more so I can take another drink and figure it out? Yep. Okay. I mean, it's super well-rounded. It's got a nice mouthfeel. And it's... God, if you barrel-aged this beer, it would be like a 12. It's so good. And it has that aftertaste of just like a... Like you just took a nice sip of a strong cup of coffee. Like iced coffee. That is killer. It does have that. Okay, so... So your question to me is, why is it not a nine? My question to you is, why is it not a 10? I'll go first so you have a chance to think. Uh, honestly, like with stouts like You go this, first. I'm sorry. <laughs> I wasn't, it's cool. Yeah. I wasn't listening to you. That's fine. Yeah, a go ahead. No, you go first. Oh, I think if it was just like a touch less bitter, mm -hmm. it might be a 10. Like if it was just, okay. if this was more close <clears throat> to like a cold brew coffee, Mm. You know, because cold brew coffee stouts are, in my opinion, better than coffee stouts. Why? I can't picture a cold brew coffee stout. What are you thinking of? Uh, they've I've had a few of them, and I can't recall them right off the top. But they're very um, more soft with the coffee mm, flavor. Sure, you get way, way more of the flavor, way more um, supple, a lot less rough around the edges. Like this is, you get all of the coffee bitterness, and I enjoy that immensely. Mm -hmm. But if it was toned down like two more notches, you could just enjoy drinking more of it. You know what I mean? So I could, I could see that too. Um, I think I'm coming to the same conclusion from the other side. Like this, this beer initially tastes very chocolatey. Yeah. Um, and if you're not expect, like if you don't love coffee, this is going to throw you off. Like if you see mocha or, or, you know, if you're going for the sweet thing, you see 9%, you assume it's going to be kind of sweet for a strong stout. Like, the bitterness of the coffee comes pretty hard. Yeah. Um, it's a nice coincidence that you and I both love black coffee. Yeah. Um, and, and we've talked about this too. Like I'm not necessarily rating this on what I prefer, but like more stylistically. Okay. Um, and I think it's a little bit harsh. It goes from pretty sweet with the mocha chocolatey taste to immediately like, to like boom, we're hitting you with kablam, super bitter. Um, so I think either that change could be more subtle or it could kind of be consistent from start to finish. That's fair. So for that reason, I'm going to say 8.6. Okay. You sticking with nine? Sticking with nine. Okay. It's very good. Also, this is unprecedented in the danger zone, but I have to take a break. Oh, yeah? I, well, I, 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 honestly, I, man, I feel like we're about there. We haven't talked about the movie at all. No, that's a good point. I don't know. I have to poop. You have to take a poop? I have to poop. You have to take a shit. I'm going to edit that in that you have to poop. I have to poop. You keep saying it all you so want. So hard. I have a computer. I gotta <laughs> we'll be right back. Well, I pooped. I was going to start that way. I'm surprised you started it. All right. Yeah. Yeah. He pooped. Everybody poops. Yeah. Sometimes. So Red Sparrow booked a movie. Whoa. That was a weird turn. Nobody pooped in the movie. Everybody pooped in the movie. Yeah. Isn't it weird? Twists. But think about how many movies you've seen that like are long and encompass people's lives and things they do on the day to day. And nobody poops. Nobody poops. No. It's, nobody it's poops. like a movie thing. They don't poop. Yeah. Unless it's like a bad comedy. Then everybody but like, poops. Also, nobody even used the bathroom. Yeah. No, they don't do that. They're sexy spies. Yeah, I'm Jennifer Lawrence. I don't poop. Mm -hmm. It's disappointing. 
So what do you want to talk about? Uh, let's talk about some of the key differences. Uh, let's just run through the plot a little bit and talk about some of the key differences between the book and the movie. Uh, also, second intro to the Danger Zone. Still mm-hmm. spoiler alerts. More spoiler. Actually, now More spoiler alerts. Yeah. Dicks flying at you. Not really. So, so I was saying to Johnny, um, between our first and second segments, we were talking about differences. And the ending of the movie is is one of the starkest differences apparently uh, in the whole thing. Yeah, from the book to the movie, somebody dies at the end. Correct. And in the book, it's one person, and in the movie, it's a completely different person. So in the in the movie and the book, well, yeah, there's a character named Marble. Yeah, um, the which mole. Is his American name. In the Russian name, he is uh, Korchnoi. In the Russian name. In the Russian name, he is Korchnoi. <laughs> and in the acting world, he is played by Jeremy Irons. Yes, who is amazing. Yeah, the second or first best thing of the movie, you said? Second. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, anyway. So so in the book, Korchnoi slash Marble dies. Okay. He gets shot by a sniper. Yeah, and in the, at the, at the, in the movie, at the end where they're having this big exchange, um, what's her name? Gab- Gabriella? Dominica. The, Dominica. Sure. Sorry, terrible. Okay. There you go. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence. You went, uh, you went from Mexican... Mexican people, the Russian people. Gabriela, Dominica. Yeah. Or Spanish, maybe? Gabriela. Yeah. Gabriel. Sure. Uh, Dominica. Anyways, she ends up double-crossing someone, and like <clears throat> her uncle, who put her through all this mm-hmm. bullshit in the first mm-hmm. place, mm-hmm. she went bad on him and turns him in. Right. And he's the one that gets shot at the end of the movie. Which so. is a big difference, because uh, what I liked about the the book ending is that it was so... Um, I'm, this heater is too loud. I really love the warmth, but it's too loud. <laughs> Just put on a shirt, man. Sorry, I will. Um, so, so the difference in the book is that it's very ambiguous. The ending. It's like she. So she likes Marble slash Corchnoy. She doesn't even know that she's ratting him out, but she does. And then, and then, in a in a traitory kind of turn of events, the Russian sniper kills Corchnoy slash Marble. Okay. And then we don't even know if Dominica saw it because she's already like going, she's like being traded back to the Russians. Mm. So the, like the, one of the final lines of the book is um, Benford, who is one of the, the uh, you know, CIA. higher up CIA agents is like, man, I hope she saw that. And they're like, maybe she'll just go back to being a Russian spy. Maybe she'll be an American spy. We don't know. Mm. Which I thought was a nice cliffhanger. This movie sounds like there was no cliffhanger. No, she like saw. Like she just won. And she, yeah, she won. She basically pwned the Russians. Kind of undeservedly for how bad of a spy she seems like she was. In yeah, the movie. that's why, mm-hmm. why I was saying earlier about maybe she was just pretending to be such a bad spy. It turned out she was a good spy. Maybe. Because in the movie, she totally set up her uncle. And then it had this right. like quick little cut scene of like all the crazy shit she did. Oh, it did. To set up her uncle. Huh. Like she set up a bank account in his name. Whoa. In like the where was it another country sure uh, it was was it spain no it greece. was belgium uh, or in the book it was greece it was somewhere populated by blonde-haired fair-skinned people sweden maybe sweden norway it's like one of those somewhere in that region i mean all those countries over there are so close together that's true um but anyways yeah she sets up like a bank account for him and then deposits the money that she gets from the americans when she turns in swan and then deposits that money in there. You, so you got to talk about Swan. Oh yeah, that was the um, Julia Louise Dreyfus she was character. A, she was not a, Julia Louise. Julie's. Uh, no, but you're close. Something <sighs> Dreyfus. Sarah. Sarah Marie. Sarah Parker. Something. Sarah, Sarah Jessica Parker. Is that right? The chick from Weeds. Man, that doesn't seem correct. Jeez. Uh, uh, I can find out the answer. But anyway, but the point is, in the in the book, that character is a U.S. senator, um, who she Dominica does not turn in. That's not like Dominica never meets this girl. 
Oh yeah, they've totally met in the in the movie. Mary Louise Parker. Mary Louise Parker. And yeah, they're not a thing in the book at all. It's just like a subplot that is is important, but for different reasons, basically. Yeah. But we're all over the place here. She sets up her uncle. Yes. She turns him over, and that's like the main difference from the book <clears throat> to the movie. I didn't even know that this was a book until you said that it was like the week, like a couple days before mm-hmm. I saw the movie, mm-hmm. which makes me want to kind of check out the book and you gave it a pretty good rating. So I probably will. You, you could check it out. You could skip it though too. Like, like, so my, my whole audible account is basically books that will become movies soon. Mm-hmm. Like if I really want to read a book, I'll just read it. But if, if I'm doing it for the podcast, I'll download a book so I can do it when I'm driving, but makes and be prepared for the, the show. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. Um, I think, well, this isn't like a new thing. Books tend to be a little bit more involved and sometimes, quote unquote, better than the movies. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it's not true, but I think in, in this case, like it's just a little bit more nuanced in the book. I she is so it. much more on it. And she sounds like she's way more awesome too. <clears throat> she's way more awesome. Yeah. And, and like the, the whole- uh, She was never fully awesome in the movie. No, it doesn't sound like it. Like the Mary Louise Parker character is, is not- she never meets her. It's not, it's not even a thing that, well, I mean, it affects the the outcome, but not in such a huge way. Like it feels like they were tying pieces of the book together that they thought would be interesting to like short attention span audiences. Yeah. They definitely movied it up quite a bit. Yeah. Which is fine. Like it is a movie, so I get it, but it's, I just, I want one of these books that I spend hours listening to, to be worth the time. To be translated. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, that would be a fun little uh, like bonus ten spot or something fun mm-hmm. to do. Just fuck around with like what are your favorite adaptations for sure. Like, like I think there's yeah. been a couple yep. like there's been a couple big misses from Stephen King, but also like there's been a couple really good books that have translated well. Are you familiar with the book version of The Mist by Stephen King? No, you're familiar with the, the movie. Yeah, that movie made me so mad. Really. Yeah, like the ending of The Mist is so uh, so dismal. Okay. But I feel like it's true to the book, which is something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but I like your idea. That'd a be a really fun thing to delve into and like get a list together. Maybe just, we could maybe even do a whole episode on that. Yeah, we totally like, could. We could pick one of something we agree on maybe. Sure. This is an off-air conversation. Yeah, but we could. Yeah, Anyways, we could put a pin in book movie things. Mm-hmm. All right. So this has been kind of a wrap up on Red Sparrow and the things that I like, the things we didn't, the difference between the book and the movie. Uh, now that you've heard me describe the movie, Young Maxwell, would you want to watch it? I'm going to go see this movie. I, like I put in the, 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 I don't know how many hours. I think it was like 16 or 17 hours of the book. Like, damn, I had to work. Like, That's a I, long book. So I finished it on tour. That and Annihilation. Uh, last week's movie and I was like I'm gonna finish these before we talk about them because they're coming out soon yeah um so for the sheer just reason of having invested so much time I'm gonna go see it um but like I'm I'm a little bummed out yeah also it has like a 52 percent on Rotten Tomatoes which is better than a lot of movies that we've covered I heard it was certified fresh no no it is not wow I saw a trailer that actually bragged about that when did you see that because it's gone down over the past well yeah that shit fluctuates quick so I mean I'm not saying it was the most up to date but they actually one of the first trailers I've ever seen like that popped up on a YouTube ad or something that actually cited that they were like certified fresh right so so again like we're recording this um, a day after it's been released so so it might go up it might go down yeah we don't even have opening weekend stats right now no, we so don't. I mean, we'll probably throw back at the beginning of next Friday's episode to, you know, how, you know, we should do right now. Let's call it like in millions of dollars. What do you think it's going to do over or under 50 budget? No, over under budget or over under like 
I'm going to do an over under for 15 mil. Okay, so I I think I'm going to double check here, but the I think the budget was 60 69 million. I don't think it's going to hit that. No, I don't think so either. Um, but you know, I think it'll be close to that. Um, but I, I don't think they're going to make any too much money on this like so based on Thursdays. So so we had two showtimes in Chico. Mm-hmm. There was a 7 and a 10 and nationwide um Red Sparrow as of yesterday has made 1.2 million. Oh my. Well, um, that's opening night though. Yeah, like we can't really get a good judge. That's of it literally the one night. So, but like still it's not good like Yeah. You know, so let's, like let's put a pin on this and sure. let's let's touch on it beginning of next week's episode. Uh and that could be a fun thing to do cuz we're going to be hitting new movies every Friday. So, take a look back at last week's Oh, that's a good idea. and then see how it did opening weekend in retrospect after we've reviewed it and then by then you'll have seen the movie and you can have a little bit deeper opinion as to why you think it failed or succeeded right that'll be fun so look forward to that next week so just to be clear a lot of the time um there are disparities between audiences and critics on rotten tomatoes like uh i'll give you an example for for death wish that's a movie that also came out this week there is a 15 percent critic rating but there's an 83 percent user or like viewer rating that's pretty good Red Sparrow is 51 critic to 54 user. Like it's, it's, it's across the board eh. medium. Like just, eh, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm looking yeah. forward to watching death wish. Yeah. I'll check that out too. Yeah. Um, Max, think, we, yeah, we, we got to yeah. wrap this thing yep, up. Um, yep. Anything else you want to say about Red Sparrow? Um, no, we will revisit this next week. Yeah. I will see it between now and then. Yeah. We'll talk about it next week. Um, until then, I'm Johnny Summers. I'm Max Minardi. And this has been another rousing rendition of Fresh Hop Cinema. We'll see you next week. Bye. This is Fresh Hop Cinema.